Prepare to Attack is a collaboration between Mash Those Buttons, Wawa's Bootcamp, and Mayhem.gg. Visit MashThoseButtons.com to learn more about our shows. Visit Wawa's Bootcamp on Discord to get coaching on your favorite Overwatch characters. Visit Mayhem.gg for live coaching streams and VODs. Hello and welcome to Prepare to Attack, a podcast series that aims to improve your understanding of Overwatch and its characters. Today's hero is Symmetra. I am Jared, also known as Ja, and I'm here with Coach from Wawa's Bootcamp, Leaf Froze. Hi. Hey, how's it going? Uh, Leaf, you were on the May episode, but for those who didn't listen to that, why don't you tell them a little bit about yourself and your experience with Symmetra? I'm 22 years old, and I've been a coach for, I think, about a year now. It's been a long time. Basically, like I love Overwatch. It's a really fun game. Uh, and once I saw the first trailer, I absolutely fell in love with it, and I knew that it was, this was going to play, be a game that I am going to play for a long time. And my personal experience with Symmetra was really frustrating to begin with, but once I started playing more, I realized this is a really, really fun character. So I started messing around with her, even though she was considered really bad in some community. I started getting really, really good with her. And that's basically how I got into Symmetra. It's a pretty fun character if you know how to play with her. All right. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on and talking to us about Symmetra. Let's, um, <laughs> let's get into the character overview. Now, Symmetra is a support character, which is actually a little bit debated. Some people think she should be in defense, but she is a support character. Uh, her weapons and abilities, her primary weapon is the photon projector, which actually has two firing modes. The first firing mode is a beam that locks onto its targets, and the secondary firing mode is an energy ball that she shoots, and we'll get into that. Her ability that she's, well, one of her abilities that she's most known for is her sentry turrets, and she also has a photon barrier, which is a latent rage that was not on her at launch. So the photon barrier, which she, she basically creates a shield and it moves forward automatically for her. She is unique because she has two ultimates she can toggle between a teleporter and a shield generator obviously not as they're up you gotta pick one and put it down but the teleporter does exactly what it sounds like it teleports people from one place to another and the shield generator also very self-explanatory it generates shields for your teams and we're gonna dive heavily into each of those items but before we do that leaf can you tell us about the goals of playing symmetra uh be annoyed no uh the goals <laughs> of Symmetra is basically, uh, and that's why a lot of people would characterize her as a defense character. It's because similar to defense characters, she's really good at cutting off certain choke points or like certain points in the map that she can control with her sentry turrets. Basically, her sentry turrets allow her, hey, this is, uh, tell the enemy team, hey, this is a pathway that you're not allowed to go through. Because either you go through it and you get beamed by the turrets, or... Well, yeah, you don't go through it. So 
Uh, the goal of Symmetra is to basically cut off one area with sentry turrets and to get tele uh, to get your teleporter up as fast as possible. Teleporter is one of the most important ultimates in the game for Symmetra, especially on points where the walk from one base to like a fighting area is really long. Uh, Hanamura, right. Hanamura is a really good example for that one. Uh, so her goal is to cut off choke points, make sure the enemy team is not allowed to go through certain points, and to get teleporter up as fast as possible, because the faster it's up, the more control you get. Because as soon as teleporter is up, it means that as long as, if, even if the enemy team gets kills, uh, they have a short time window before it becomes a 6v6 again. It's similar to Mercy Res, where, hey, I got a kill, uh, we might now have a man advantage, but if you wait too long, 12 seconds before people respawn, you don't longer have that man advantage. So that's usually the, the most important goals for Symmetra. All right. Well, let's start to dive into the actual character. We're going to start with her weapon, which I said is the photon projector. Like I said, it is a short range beam that feels like a long range beam, but it is a short range beam that locks onto targets automatically. And the longer you're locked onto a target, the more damage the beam actually does so you're going to go from doing 7.5 damage per second then it ticks up to 15 damage per second then it takes up to 30 damage per second the lock on range is seven meters so if she's within seven meters of you she will be able to lock on her beam will be able to lock on uh to you and it's actually a lot of people call it like a sticky beam because no matter where you go even if you go around the corner it will remain locked onto you for a very short period of time um i remember one time i felt bad because i was chasing a lucio down i had him locked on he literally jumped over the payload to the point that I couldn't see him and I still killed him because the beam literally went right over the payload and bent over it and, <laughs> and killed him. So that is something to keep in mind. The tether on the uh, on the actual uh, photon, project, uh, photon projector doesn't break until 9.5 meters. So even after you're locked on, yeah, after you locked on, you get an additional um, what was it, um, two and a half meters of tether the the, uh the gun has a hundred ammo and it uses seven rounds per second it actually does four hits per second and the reload time is a little longer than normal average reload time is 1.5 seconds the reload time here is 1.8 seconds so you might want to keep that in mind if you don't need to reload you might not want to um so can you give us some tips on using the photon projectors primary fire well like one of the the easiest thing that i can uh tell you is that uh, like just mentioned that the lock-on range is seven meters so you need to be in seven meters in order to lock on but the tether break range is 9.5 meters that's why a lot of people often find it annoying that you cannot run away from it even though well you can but uh, even if you're like faster or if you go around a corner, it doesn't break immediately once you get out of that seven, uh, like that seven meter range. So try to manipulate that. Try to not go into close range. Really use that seven meter range, or in this case, if you lock on 9.5 meter range, because the further you are away, the harder you are to hit. Uh, other than that, the best tips I can give you 
maybe maybe they go a little bit too deep but like john mentioned is that the damage stacks the longer you use it so it has like three phases the first phase is uh, the the lowest damage still needs to charge up then after that you get a second phase now it starts doing real damage like oh wait this actually damage and then and at the end if their beam is like completely charged up it does a lot of damage and you can charge up your beam against basically anything so for instance when people say don't shoot the zarya bubble symmetra wants to do that because even though she's charging the bubble she's charging it with 7.5 damage per second which isn't that much like that's maybe like 10 or 15 uh charge for zarya but while zarya gains extra charge symmetra does as well and symmetra can use it to do like other stuff symmetra also can charge against may walls reinhardt shields basically everything that allows her to charge up her her left click is really good and try to use that before going in to other targets because if you're trying to flank in a 1v3 or if you're trying to kill an enemy and you still need to charge it up it takes a really, really, really long time. Keep count of your, your ammo. If you're low on ammo, like let's say, for instance, you start using, you use your second fire, which is the, the, the energy ball, which we will go into later. Uh, if you start using that a lot, and then you're like, oh, I need to go in now. And then you go in with like 25 ammo. Uh, once you start using that ammo, uh, the moment you switch to like more damage per second, like you get to the second phase of your damage, uh, second phase of damage for your gun, in that maybe you run out of ammo, and you need to reload, and it just takes a lot of time. So keep count of your ammo once you go in uh, with your left click. You're like right now, oh, I need to target on. Make sure you reload beforehand, and oh yeah, get good at dodging because. <laughs> Uh, once you lock onto a target, it gives a really clear indicator for the enemy that they're locked on. It gives a really large, annoying sound, like like the life force being sucked out of you. So they immediately know, oh, Symmetra's on me. And usually, team usually players will instantly tr start to uh, attack you or like get away from you. And in, in that case, if they start attacking you, just get really good at dodging. You don't need to aim directly at them, like Symmetra's beam. Uh, as if you get locked on, you can look like a little bit to the right or a little bit to the left or a little bit up. So you can just keep dodging and that kind of stuff, but just really get good at using uh, AD mode, like on your, on your keyboard, using the A and D keys, like motions, ducking, and that kind of stuff. Just make it really hard for an enemy to hit you. And that's the best tips I can give you for Symmetra's left, uh, left click. Okay. Well, before we move on to the energy ball, I just want to talk about charging for one second. You did mention that you can charge up against walls and, uh, you know, obviously enemies and things like that. So, and, you know, that tells us that when you, when you're charged up, like when you're using it, let's say you, you're, you killed an enemy and now you're at full charge. If you immediately go to another enemy, you're still going to be at full charge. Exactly. But, Yes, so that's very important, and that's how that's how you see those symmetrics get those plays of the game because they just killed three, four people in a row because they're fully charged. Usually, but at the same time, I'm it, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, usually it's a really snowbally effect, and what a lot of symmetrics do is that they go for a really easy target. But at least when they start like flanking with left click, right? They start with a really easy target. They can kill really fast, where they can charge up the left click, where they cannot do anything back. So let's say, for instance. A Winston, even though you're not going to kill the Winston, 
he cannot attack you back immediately. Like he also has a really low damaging gun. What you can do is you can charge up your gun against Winston, get that 30 damage per second, and then move to a squishy target, like for instance, a Mercy or an Ana. Uh, or if you're in the flanking and enemy doesn't notice you, go for a support immediately because they cannot do anything back. Like what is a, what is a Lucio going to do? Yeah, he, he can run away, but in that, at that moment, you already charged up your gun a little bit. And then once she's at 30 damage, that's like that's when it gets gets snowballing because at that point you're just gonna die so incredibly fast and there's not much you can do about it. So for any all the players that want to counter Symmetra, make sure she doesn't charge up. Make sure you deal with her before she's completely charged. Uh, and for people that want to play Symmetra, make sure you charge up as fast as possible. Uh, like don't charge up in in the middle of a team. Uh, like if if four or five enemies can see you. They can see you charging up and they will probably focus you and maybe make sure that you're not allowed to charge up. That's why it's easier to kind of be unnoticed or charge up beforehand and that kind of stuff. Right. But one thing I want to note that once you charge the gun, it it stays charged for a few seconds until like unless you're unless you're actually moving from target to target, that's how you stay charged up. Yeah. But it's not like you can charge up and then walk into a fight you know 10 meters away from you like at that point you know you you you, the charge will go away the charge only lasts for a few seconds if you're not using it so keep that in mind that in order to stay charged you actually have to be using the weapon because if you stop using the weapon for a few seconds the charge will go away you start back from zero so it's not one of those things where you know, I, I don't know. You you put up a Zarya. Somebody puts up a, a May wall. You charge up on the wall, and now you just sit there and wait for the for the wall to go down because you're charged up. It doesn't work that way. It it uh, like you can you can compare it to Zarya charging up, where when she uses her bubble, she gets charged, but for her, the charge goes down like eighty eight, eighty seven, eighty six, eighty five, like hit really slowly. And with Symmetra, yes. once she loses a charge, it goes completely back to zero when she needs to charge up immediately over again. So indeed, right. really, really good that you touched on the jaw that as soon as you feel that you're uh, fully charged and you can kind of hear it, like you when, when you're playing Symmetra, you can hear your beam actually getting stronger. Like the, the sound of the beam gets a lot louder once you get fully charged. As soon as you're fully charged, make sure you stay in the fight because that's when Symmetra is strongest. And that's when she can basically take on the world to so try to charge up and then stay in the fight. Look for enemies. Make sure you keep charged. Even if you're at like 50 HP, just keep going. Like as if you're like an unstoppable right. train. Just keep going. Yes. And for those of you who are listening to this episode, because some people, sometimes people listen to these episodes as a way to figure out how to counter a character. Mm-hmm. Even though Symmetra, so like, even though Symmetra's footsteps aren't that loud because that's how Overwatch tells you how dangerous somebody is. Just because her footsteps aren't allowed, she is still a pretty high priority target if she is moving towards your group. <laughs> she is a high priority like target. Said, listen, because she... listen, don't listen to her, like her footsteps are not that loud, but listen to the the beam. The beam has a really distinctive sound, and it's a lot of uh, probably a lot of people have nightmares of that sound. But try to, <laughs> try to find out that beam, and as soon as you hear the beam, that means that Symmetra because she needs to get close. She needs to get into seven meter range. That's not that much. So you need to get really close in order to to make sure you use the beam. So as soon as you hear it, someone's probably like really close to dying or like getting fried by Symmetra. Make sure you help out your team as soon as Symmetra goes. Absolutely. 
All right, so let's now let's dig into energy ball. Now the energy ball, it's the basically it's a charged energy ball that the projector charges up. Uh, it can pierce through enemies and barriers, so that's very important. That means when you shoot it off, if two en- if a two if uh, two enemies are lined up like behind each other. Uh, you know, one behind the other, I should say. If it goes through one, it go, it's going through the other. Also, Reinhardt Shields, it was one of the, when the game first came out, it was one of the first things people realized that the Reinhardt Shield is penetrable, so you can just go ahead and shoot the balls, the energy balls through that. Based on how long it's charged, the energy ball can do a minimum of 26 damage and a maximum of 125 damage. That's a lot. Um, so that, that's very important. The ball moves at about 10 meters per second. The minimum charge time to shoot anything is 0.4 seconds. The maximum charge time is 2 seconds. And depending on how long you charge the ball, it will take between 4 to 20 ammo uh, each. So, Leafed, how how can we use this the ball effectively? How can we get some kills with it? Well, how you get kills with it, I don't know because it <laughs> rarely gets a lot of kills, right? Because it's such a slow moving projectile, and you can see it coming from so far away, and all you have to do is just sidestep a little bit to the left, and it goes like flying beside you. So. You probably won't get a lot of kills with it, but it's your bread and butter ability to get charged. Simply because you cannot immediately go onto the enemy, start using your left click, and accept, uh, and expect to get a lot of kills because it, it puts you in a really risky position. What you usually do with Symmetra is like you sit close, well, I mean, uh, you sit far away, you uh, make sure you're safe, and you spam your energy ball, the, the balls, towards certain points where you know enemies is going to be like for instance in the beginning of the game i know that the enemies are in their spawn room so the moment the like three two one before the match starts i'm already charging my ball at five make sure i shoot it and then the moment the doors open my ball flies through the door because i know all the enemies are there so just try to predict where enemies are going to go um Make sure you can fire through like really small areas so they don't have that ease. Like they can't dodge the ball that easily. And what you just want to do is when you want to use this ability as much as possible. So unless you're reloading or you're trying to flank or you're setting up teleporters, as long as you're in the fight, just use energy ball and shoot it into a direction because it forces the enemies like if they want to go in and they see the energy ball coming towards them, they're like, oh, wait, we need to dodge and they need to go to the left and to the right. Just make sure you keep using this ability because there's no need to just be walking around doing nothing. Just make sure you charge it up, shoot it somewhere, and then you move to a different position, charge it up, shoot it again. Yeah, basically, this is what you use to, to get charged with Symmetra mm-hmm. because your turrets are most likely not getting get you so much charge, maybe like a couple percentage. Uh, you cannot use your left click that much. So try to poke a, a lot with your energy ball uh, to make sure you get your ultimate up because as soon, the faster you get teleported, the better you are, the better it is. Well, can you use it for uh, area denial as well? You know, keep people yeah. out of a certain space? Yeah, of course. If, if you're in a certain choke point, like let's say, for instance, the Hanamura point, if I keep spamming those balls in that big doorway, that's why uh, in Ike, uh, like, uh, when Eichenwald, the, the map Eichenwald came out, it didn't have a doorway on the right side. It only had that archway 
So you needed to push through that archway. There was no other way. There was no other thing except for like climbing up the wall, but not every hero can do that. There's no other way you can push through. So what Symmetras would do is just stand behind and keep spamming balls through the archway. And there's no way you can get through it without getting hit by the ball because it's not like you can't dodge it. And it, they keep they keep coming. So that's that's why you usually spam like one area similar to your turrets. You make sure you get one area closed off. They cannot move through it. Just keep spamming balls and... Like, it's really easy to dodge, but at the same time, even if they are not moving in, they just keep dodging, you're doing your job because you're keeping the enemy away from your point. Yeah, I mean, I think one thing that we, we throughout the series, we keep talking about is that, you know, obviously Overwatch is not, I mean, it's not Call of Duty, right? You don't always just have to be getting kills. You want to do, protect your, if you're on defense, you to protect your objective, and that includes them staying alive, but not being on the objective, you still win. <laughs> you know, so, mm-hmm. yeah, you, you're, you're right. Like, you know, if you can keep them out of the area, that is, that's perfect, especially because, you know, it's not like the ball is silent either. It does make a noise, something like sounds like a, like a, a spaceship on the Jetsons, but as it's it. passing by, but they can hear it and they hear it coming. So sure, they'll dodge it, but at the same time, they'll they it'll keep them from coming into that space. Exactly, and if you get hit by it, like a full beam, one hundred and tw- like a full ball or one hundred and twenty-five damage, instantly means oh, I need to back off and heal up. It's not a two hundred damage, like it's not an insta kill ability. But it will do so much damage. You're like, oh, wait, I cannot go in. I need to go back, get healed, blah, blah, blah. And especially for healers themselves, like, uh, for instance, I also play a lot of Zenyatta. I cannot heal myself immediately. I need my shield to recharge. So if I get hit by a ball, I immediately have to wait. Because if I don't wait, well, Symmetra can just come up to me with a left click and kill me easily. Or someone else can come up. So, All right. There are some tips that I can still give you for energy ball. Like I'm not saying I'm not saying it can give you kills because, like I said, it's only the full charge beam is 125 damage. But and this is one of the most important tips and like pro strats, like pro combos that I can give you, is that if you know that you're going to flank an enemy, or if you know, like let's say you're a sneaky Symmetra, you come up behind someone, instead of beginning to charge with left click immediately on someone charge up your right click charge up your ball and move up to them and release your ball immediately in front of their face it gives them this gives them instantly 125 damage and now you can uh, use your left click to finish them off because a 75 hp target is easier to kill than a 200 hp target <laughs> so that's a, a, a big like i don't want to say a pro tip but Try to, if you're flanking or like if you know that an enemy is coming somewhere and instead of like immediately using your left click, try to use your right click first because while your right click, while your ball is still moving into, it's like still in the air, you can use your left click immediately and it will, I think if you do it like instantly, it will do 140 damage. Like it's, it's 140 damage that is a surprise to the enemy and they have to react immediately like, Wait, where did this damage come from? So try right. to use that. Try to use like that's if you want to kill someone. Like McCree has his headshot, like flashbang headshot combo. Uh, Soldier has his uh, helix rockets. If you want to blow up someone, like insta kill them, that's the combo that you need to do. Other things that I can, other tips that I can give for proton uh, like energy ball is that it's really good at slow moving targets or especially like standing still targets. 
let's say, for instance, Torbjorn turret or Bastion setting up, like, even though the ball moves really slowly, if, if a Bastion is standing still and you just shoot the ball towards his position, like, you only need to peek once, like, peek, shoot ball, and go back behind the corner, and now he has to stand up and avoid the ball, and if he doesn't, he's going to get hit with 125 damage. If he keeps spamming those balls at hit position, you know, it, it's really easy to, to hit a target like that. Uh, so try to hit it at slow-moving targets. That's why Symmetra is also really effective against uh, Reinhardt, because he moves really slow with the shield, and it penetrates his shield. You can just keep spamming at Reinhardt. It makes it really, makes it really hard to dodge for him. Right. And one last tip that I can give you is that uh, try to, instead of like keep, keep charging big ball shots, you can sometimes do one big ball, which is the full charge, the, the immediate charge, throw that and then do two smaller ones. So that if they, because if you do a smaller one, it will travel faster because you shoot it faster. So if they dodge the first one, like to the like, let's, let's say they dodge to the left. If you do a small one right after it, they won't see it coming because they're expecting the big balls, blah, blah, blah. So you can do a smaller shot, like a little bit to the right, a little bit to the left. And then when they dodge it, they're like, oh, wait, there's a small one. It's not that big of a deal, like 50 damage or something. Like it's not that big, but at least it's some damage and it will help you get your, get your ultimate faster. So try to not only spam big balls, but like, Big one, small one, small one, big one, small one, small one, big one, depending on situation. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's still good, too. I mean, even if it's only 50 damage for a lot of heroes, that's a fourth of their health. So, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's good. And like you said, it does help you get your ultimate. Better than nothing. So. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and move into the Sentry turret. It's a small turret that locks on to enemies kind of like her beam but you know it does locks on to enemies within a certain range i guess the 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 big thing that it does is it reduces the speed of your enemy that is pretty big Uh, it does 30 damage per second by like just right from the start and uh the speed decrease is 25 percent, so your enemy will be slowed down by a fourth the range is 10 meters you have six stored turrets, uh, which used to be three. Now you can, even if, after you've deployed all six, you can store six again. So you can immediately start putting them back out once they are destroyed. And you can deploy a maximum of six turrets. So, you know, just because you have six turrets out doesn't mean you could actually put more, like, you know, the other six up. <laughs> you can't have 12 turrets out. If you start putting, if you have six turrets out and you start replacing turrets the first turrets you put out will be destroyed on on the where they are and then they'll get replaced where you put them each turret only has one hp so they are very easy to destroy which is why winston is so good against them mm-hmm. and uh why don't you tell us more about the century turret okay so first thing uh, that we have to mention is that it does a lot of damage so like you can use it to do a lot of damage, but at the same time, it's not really instant. It's not like 50 damage instant. It takes really slow time to charge up. So don't try to use your turrets for kills. If your turret gets a kill, that's more a funny coincidence than actually you really really having a lot of skill. Turrets don't really get kills. They get ult charge. And they get information, and they're annoying. But 
turrets don't generally give you kills. What I can tell you about sentry turrets is that it's really bad to put them all in one spot. It's like Jaws at they only have one HP. And while Winston with his gun is really good, heroes with abilities that do AoE effect, let's say, for instance, Lucio's Boop, uh, or I mean Lucio's Shockwave, like the right click, uh, McCree's Flashbang, uh, Zarya's right click, anything, uh, Ana's Grenade, anything that can do splash damage in a large radius will instantly destroy all your turrets if they're all in one spot. Like what I used to do with Lucio if I'm against the Symmetra, I would speed out of the gate, and because I play Symmetra myself, I know exactly where her turrets are going to spawn. I would walk to those turret spots, use right-click, instantly destroy, destroy three of them, and now I know, oh wait, Symmetra only has like three turrets up, and we can easily uh, push through, uh, push through a, a Symmetra. So my best tip I can give you for Sentry turrets is don't put them all uh, in one spot. Usually do groups of two. So put two to put two turrets in one spot, move to another spot, put two turrets there, move to another spot, put two turrets there. This way you will have, if they get through a certain point, they will have two turrets to deal with, which still does a lot of damage, but at the same time, it will not kill them. But it, it will at least slow them a long time. It will keep them occupied. But this way your turrets will less likely be destroyed. And if one or two gets destroyed, you can easily put them back up because your turrets are keeping, like they are recharging, recharging and all that kind of stuff. Uh, what you also can do, and that might be a little little, little tip to give it sentry turret, is that you as Symmetra can see your turret's uh, logos. So you know exactly, my, or like turret one is there, turret two is there, blah, blah. If you put a turret in a like spot that's pretty far away, so let's say, for instance, uh, a Genji is on the enemy team or Tracer is on the enemy team. These heroes are really mobile and are really hard to kill, especially with sentry turrets. Because as soon as they get hit by sentry turret, they just dash away and blah, blah, out of range. But what you can do is put it in a sneaky spot, like in a flanking spot where you know someone is going to go. And then as soon as they get hit by the turret, it lights up a little bit. Like your turrets light up as soon as they hit them. So you know that someone's there. So if you put it in a position that is like flanking and someone walks by it, you immediately know, hey, there's an enemy there. And this is information you can give to your team. So what I usually do is I reserve one turret for a certain uh, flanking spot. Uh, the best one I can give you is uh, Hanamura on point A. There is on the, on the right side, uh, from, from a defense perspective, on the right side, there's this platform where a lot of uh, heroes tend to jump through, like uh, Farah likes to fly through that platform, Genji likes to jump on it, Hanzo likes to jump on it. Uh, Symmetra cannot put turrets on this platform because she cannot reach it. What you can do is you can put your turrets somewhere there. So if someone jumps through that platform and goes down, they get hit by the turret, and you'll get knowledge like, hey, someone is behind us. And this gives a lot of information to your team if you, if you communicate it to them. Right. Okay. Uh, another thing that I would say about having less turrets, all you know, in one spot, mm-hmm. is that they become when you have less turrets up, the, they become a, a lower priority. 
yeah. for the people that they're actually hitting. Mm-hmm. If 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 somebody comes around a corner and they hear the noise of six turrets, like you know, even maybe three, four turrets together, mm-hmm. they're gonna turn around and they're gonna make them a high priority. Yeah. However, if they only hear one turret, they're like, okay, whatever. And they may either just run past it, or if they're engaging in a fight with an enemy, they won't even turn around. They'll consider the the other enemy like a higher priority than that turret. So that should really be able to help you with alt charge. Not to mention it, it gives your ally an advantage in that fight because they're not taking that turret yeah. super serious. I mean, you know? like like you say, uh, the terminology for a Symmetra putting six turret in one spot is called the death room because as soon as you walk in it, it's certain death. But what you usually hear in like voice comes and like higher level, like higher levels, is that when Symmetra puts all her turrets in one spot, it sometimes it gets a kill, but it it will immediately be noticed. Like let's say someone gets killed by a death room, it delays it, which is really good. But at the same time, that person that got killed instantly says to his team, "Hey, Symmetra has a death room right there. That means we cannot go through that." Uh, we can have to go through that choke point, or we cannot, or we can instantly destroy all our turrets immediately. But that becomes a call out. But no one is going to call out like, "Hey, Symmetra has one turret like up there on the right side," blah blah blah, because that's an annoying call out. Like, if I would be playing the game and someone would say that to me, I'm like, "Okay, things do like one turret. What is one turret going to do?" But at the same time, when I go there and that one turret slows my movement speed for like twenty five percent, that's like annoying. So. That that's a, a really good point. That if it if it don't put your turrets in one spot because it can easily be targeted by the enemy team or completely be ignored by the enemy team, which means that you lose a large large part of your kit. Because if you put all your turrets in one spot and no one's going moving through that spot, then six of your turrets are going to get wasted. And it's better to do three and three, and at least if they go through another spot, at least three of your turrets will get used. I. Also, right. I also do want to mention, but then this is like a little bit of a don't use Symmetra in this situation kind of way. Um, the heroes that have a lot of splash damage, uh, Zarya comes to mind with her right click. Zarya is going to spam her right click on the point. You're going to throw him left, right, center, blah, blah, blah. As soon as she comes close to your turret, it gets destroyed. So heroes with splash damage, like soldiers, rockets, Zarya's, Heroes that like have these abilities that make the that can like splash, they will destroy your turrets instantly. So try to not play Symmetra into these heroes. Zarya is the absolute worst because she's going to spam her right click like everywhere, and she's gonna get lucky shots on my turrets. And I'm even if I put them at, at the 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 sneakiest spots, they will still get hit by it and they get destroyed. I'm like, well, there goes my turret. So try to yeah. try to avoid those for sentry turrets. Try to avoid those, and if you're playing against those, try to put them on in different spots. Know which spots. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Okay. Gotcha. All right, well, let's go ahead and move on to Photon Barrier then. So this is a new ability. Well, it's not new anymore, but it was new compared to when she was launched. It's a new ability. And basically what it does, it creates a barrier that moves forward. So it's not like Reinhardt's barrier where he puts it out and he can move forward with it and control where it goes or, uh, you know, um, Arissa's barrier where she plops it down someplace. Basically, when you throw the barrier out, it moves in a forward motion 
period Mm -hmm. so you can't once it's out you can't control where it goes it has a thousand and twenty five health it moves at 5.5 meters per second it has a width of five meters and the cooldown is 10 seconds how are people supposed to be using photon barrier uh i mean close to what i can say is that you need to basically spam it on cooldown but there are some situations where you would say keep it and then use it like tactically. But the best thing I can provide for you is that you can spam it on cooldown because the barrier has 1,025 HP, which is a lot. I think Orisa's barrier only has like 900, like Orisa's shield is like 900. And the cooldown on Orisa's shield is lower, but like Orisa's shield is killable. Uh, Ryan shield is really killable. Like a lot of people uh, like to focus Ryan shield, but because Symmetra's shield is always moving, there's no real need to destroy it. Like you'll hit it once it moves towards you, but you're not going to fully focus on, ah, I need to st- destroy the Symmetra uh, shield. So you can just deny a lot of damage that way if you just keep throwing it towards an enemy and that kind of stuff. Right. The best, the, the best ways that I could say like, in like tactical uh, situation is that when you have a different shield for yourself, so let's say you have a Reinhardt on your team or an Orisa on your team or a Zarya on your team, those players like to block the, the damage and they're like in front of them. Uh, but once you see their shields break, so let's say for instance, a Zarya jumps into the enemy team, she uses her bubble because she wants to like charge up, she wants to take damage, that kind of stuff. But as soon as the bubble goes down, the enemies can now hit her. So if you time your shield perfectly, she can go in, bubble herself, and then the moment her bubble fades, you use your shield and the enemies can now not hit her. Same goes for Rhine Shield. Like, Rhine Shield starts to crack once it's low HP, and then it starts breaking. If you see Rhine Shield crack, you know, okay, his shield is about to break. And then as soon as it breaks, you throw your shield. So again, Rhine can go back, charge up his shield again, and your shield will be a, a backup shield of sorts. So, right. so that's the, the probably the, the most tactical use for Photon Barrier I can give you. Uh, other than that, Photon Barrier usually comes down to the 1v1s where you're trying to flank a hero or you're coming close to your hero. Basically, use the forward motion that it gives to throw it and then move, like, move behind it. Make sure you're behind your turret while moving towards a hero. So let's, for instance, say a soldier who is shooting... And he sees you coming at him, so he's going to shoot you. As soon as he starts shooting you, just use your barrier. He can now low long and shoot you. And you can use that time, because you can move with your photon barrier. You can use that time to get closer towards him. And if he, sta- if he keeps standing, because right. he wants to kill you, then you'll get close. You can lock onto him. And if he like runs away, because he cannot shoot through the barrier, then now you deny the soldier access to shooting. Other than that, I usually like to throw it at Widowmakers. Like, if I'm in the middle of a fight, uh, I cannot pay attention to long-range characters. It's like McCree's, Widowmakers, but also Anas, who are like, like healing all the way in the back. They're healing their team. What I usually do is, like, as soon as I hear one of those shots or I see one of those shots, I throw my photon barrier there, that way so that they get denied shots from the team fight. You know? Like, a Widowmaker, mm. a Widowmaker that is standing on high ground is just going to look down and try to shoot at the team fight. If you throw your photon barrier, they can no longer shoot that way. So they need to relocate, which puts them in a riskier position, maybe. Or they need to wait for your proton barrier to move through them so they can shoot again. But it denies just a lot of time of them shooting, which is really good. 
trying to think of other tips, but I think that's uh, that's mostly it for the proton barrier. Try to gotcha. Try to try to at least use it. Like it's not it's not an ability that I can like immediately save a lot of people. It's also not because you cannot control it. It's also not that perfect. So the tactical ways that I said to deny long range characters if you see them like your team fighting, you see a long range character, you just throw it their way. When some of your shields on your team already die, you see them dying, like throw it so they, they get, get a little time to recharge. Uh, those are the tactical ways. And other than that, I would say just like spam it on cooldown. Whenever you expect some damage to hit you and that kind of stuff, just throw it in there, block some damage, and then, yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually, I'm really glad you brought up the, the point about using it against people, especially like Widowmaker, yeah. you know, yeah. right? that that forces, that just completely forces her out of position. I never thought about using that. I, I obviously, I see a lot of, the most I see it used is in those 1v1 situations where Symmetra wants to close the gap without endangering herself, mm-hmm. and they'll throw it forward and try to close the gap on you. So I definitely have seen that. Yeah. So, but yeah, I didn't see the, the other way. So that's actually a really good point. Yeah, it's because when All right, so at, at some point, 1v1s are just not that common. Like, you don't get into a lot of 1v1s. And uh, yeah, so to use it against those kind of things, it's nice that you bring up the 1v1s again because there's one thing I need to, that I forgot to mention. Uh, and it's usually for like McCree. Try to, if you're going to 1v1 in McCree, try to time your photon barrier correctly so that the moment he throws flashbang at you, you use your barrier so it blocks it. That's the, mm. the biggest thing I can tell you for, like, for McCree or uh, like soldier rockets or any kind of thing you need to block. Uh, or like that's an Ana sleep dart. Uh, you walk up to an Ana, she's going to notice you. She's going to turn around and try to sleep you. And as soon as she tries to sleep you, throw your barrier. Try to block those kind of things. Those kinds of things. That's also where barrier is useful. That's like in the one v one situation. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Well, let's go ahead and move on to her ultimates, Ooh, yeah. which like I said is unique because she is the only person that has ultimates, you know, for now, at least yeah. uh, in the future. We'll see what happens. But yeah, right now she is the one. Let's talk teleporter first to her original ultimate. Uh, basically what happens is wherever she is she places an exit teleporter Mm -hmm. and an entry teleporter is placed inside the team spawn now your teammates can move from the spawn to wherever that exit teleporter is the teleporter has 50 health but it has 350 shield it has six total uses as well and it will stay up until it's either destroyed or it's out of uses so how do we, how, what's, the, what's the best way to use teleporter? Get the most out of Get it. Get it as fast as possible, put it in a safe location, and let it sit there. No. Yeah. Well, yeah, but at the same time, um, the best use you can get out of teleporter is just put it up as fast as possible and try to have it stay on there for as long as possible. So, like, the best tips I can give for you for teleport and shield generator locations is that learn what spots are not known. Because... I can tell you right now, all the all the basic Symmetras, you know, all the people that just learned her, I know all those spots. You, you, you can call me a map and I can tell you like four spots where Symmetras put down, put down her turret. Try to be one step ahead, you know, like not be like four steps ahead. Try to put it in different locations where people do not know where to, where to look. So I try to be original with it and try to find new spots because basically you want to have your teleporter up as long as possible and as soon... As the teleporter's up, everyone on the enemy team is going to spam, they've got a teleporter, blah, 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 for like at least 20 times in a minute. Like, it's one of the most heard callouts once a teleporter is up. Like, every hero spams that. 
that everyone knows, okay, there's a teleporter up, we need to find it, we need to kill it. And some heroes like Genji, Tracers, it becomes their top priority just instantly to look for that, uh, for the shield generator or the teleporter. So kind of get creative with it, you know, what kind of spots it is. Uh, Yeah, just get it as fast as possible, put it down as fast as possible to make sure your team can use it. Because... If you're really slow on you're getting your teleporter, then Symmetra is not worth picking. If it takes you a real long time to get your teleporter up, you need to get more efficient with it because a Symmetra without her teleporter up is just, I don't know, like a shield, like a turret spamming bot. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the teleporter and the, obviously the shield generator is the support part of her being called support. Right. So it's it's like... It's extremely important. Yeah. And you're right. Not, Go yeah, ahead. I'm it's sorry. The, it's the, the big reason she's picked because especially on maps like Hanamura, Volskaya, where you have to walk such a long way to get to the other point. It's just really annoying for those, for some type of heroes. Like, for instance, Lucio can easily like speed boost his way towards the point. Like someone like Azaria is really slow or bash and takes a really long time. You want to get your teammates as back as fast to the point that back to the point as fast as possible. That's what I was gonna say. So yeah, try to get your teleporter. A uh, small tip I can give you with the teleporter is that when you're placing it down, this is specifically for the teleporter. When you're placing it down, the way your teammates are going to exit the teleporter is the way you're facing. So let's say you put it down against the wall. They're not gonna go against the wall they're going to do go to the opposite way so let's say you put down your teleporter and you stand there looking at your teleporter the moment they come out there you're face to face so right so when you put it down uh in a certain position make sure you like turn in a way that if you walk out of the teleporter you can instantly know where you are because i've seen a lot of people use symmetric teleporter like they put it in a corner and then they put their backs against the wall and then place down their teleporter but then when you get out of the teleporter, the first thing you're going to see is that wall. You're like, where am I? Where yeah. am I? Where is this? Blah, blah, blah. So the best thing you can do is like put your back against the wall. Uh, not, uh, don't put your back against the wall. Put the teleporter against the wall and make sure you're facing an open area or the, the open room. So that if you get out of the teleporter, the first thing you see is that room. And then that person knows, okay, Symmetra teleported me to this spot. I know exactly where I am. I know how to get back to the point, et cetera, et cetera. Because that's a lot of things uh, a lot of people like that's a, a thing some people misuse when they first use Symmetra the, the, the teleporter has a certain way where he always exit that's also how people- yes I do see that a lot where I'll come out of a teleporter I'm like where am I I just see a wall I have no idea where I am that's, and then you have to that's get- also how the troll Symmetras get you by walking you off the cliff because if you if you stand yeah. on the cliff and you know <laughs> that you're going to exit exactly off the cliff it goes that way. So that's how the troll symmetrics get you. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. Like the, the, the exit portal, the exit portion of the portal is actually facing yeah. you when you put it down. So it's very important for those who are doing it by accident. Uh, in terms of teleporter placement too, and you, um, obviously, well, you're on the show, obviously I want to get your opinion on this, but don't you also want to make sure you place it somewhere that's at least close to where you want to be right so sometimes like I, i've had on more than one occasion specifically on temple of anubis i've had people place a teleporter down 
but put the exit, you know, where the, the you know, you come out of, if you're the defense, you come out of spawn and you go through the temple and you have the temple entrance. Yeah. I've had people put the teleporter at the temple entrance and i'm like why did you put it there and they're like well because it's going to get destroyed anywhere else i'm like that kind of defeats the purpose you want to make sure that you put the teleporter someplace that keeps your uh, your team close to the objectives good point discussion point i don't have a right answer for this all i can say is that if you put it too close it has a bigger chance to get destroyed but it gets more value because you teleport people a bigger distance if you put it too far away, it has less chance of getting destroyed. But it, exactly like you said, it defeats the purpose of a teleporter because, wow, you teleported me 10 meters. Thanks. I could have walked that. Uh, so it's a, it's a risk-reward thing. If you go for that risky teleporter that puts you exactly onto the point, you get a lot more value out of it. But at the same time, the risk of being destroyed is just a lot bigger. So, yeah, obviously, yeah. so for third spot, like... What I used to do is like you had these fixed Symmetra spots where every, every Symmetra I played against put a turret on uh, like the teleporter on that spot. But as the game evolved, as spots get figured out, you start working around with, okay, I cannot put it in this spot anymore. Maybe you can do it in this spot or maybe I can do it in this spot. And what a lot of people do, I don't know if you've, I don't know if you've ever seen the, the Volskaya highlights where Symmetra's on point B put them on the, the rotating thing when they're attacking. They put them on the rotating thing, and then as soon as everyone walks out of spawn point, they're immediately on the point. You can get creative with it. You, know? you, can, uh, you, can, you can definitely do some, some sweet tricks with it. I've seen Symmetra's put them, like, when they're attacking, put them on point B, and then we would capture point mm. A, like one person would be on point A, we would capture point A, everyone would walk back to spawn room, and then we would walk through the teleport and instantly be on point B. That was one of right. the most insane symmetric plays that I've ever seen. But like I said, you can get creative with it. It's risk versus reward. Try to not place it too far back, because like Jaw said, it defeats the purpose of the teleporter, even though it does not get destroyed. If you don't get much use out of it, it's not that useful. But try to also not put it too close. But destroying it is not even the biggest deal. Like, if it gets destroyed while you teleported zero people, it sucks. But at the same time, you know, it was there for, like, a big portion of the game, probably. But even if you teleport one or two people, that means that you stalled out the game for a long portion of time. Because you can teleport those two people back, you know? So, right. don't don't feel bad if your teleporter gets destroyed with three uses on it. Or if your teleporter gets destroyed with five uses on it like i have had teleporters where i would only teleport one person and it would be a mercy and was old mercy and she would fly to the point get a five-man rest and like game saved so it depends who you teleport sometimes it's worth it even that one person you teleport can make a difference in a team fight right so uh, what i was going to bring up is that one thing i see some symmetrics do with a teleporter is that they like you said, they'll try to hide it someplace. They'll put it someplace and be sneaky with it and stuff like that. But wouldn't it also be a good idea is like if you're in defense and your team is fortified in an area, putting it close to your team, if it's fortified. So a perfect example, one of the more uh, biggest examples that I would see, also another Temple of Anubis one is uh, you're on defense, 
point A, your team takes that high ground platform that has, you know, you can see the front, those front two pillars, and then you can also have the entry onto the right of you. And then there's that little corner to the left of that entryway on the right. I've seen, and I've done it myself, I'll put the teleporter there because your entire team is there. People can't hit it from a distance. It would have to be a Tracer or a Genji or a Sombra that makes it up there. But as soon as your teleporter starts getting attacked, your whole team can see that this is happening and take care of it. So would it be a good idea, instead of just hiding your teleporter somewhere, putting it someplace where the team is yeah, fortified? Exactly. What I used to do on Hollywood, first point, was I started putting it in the cafe. So you have this cafe area where a lot of people are standing on the high ground, that kind of stuff. What the the strat used to be before like Orisa, Torbjorn, what the usual strat is right now, what you used to do is you have Reinhardt and another support you on the low ground or no, you have Reinhardt who is on the low ground, but usually not a tank. They are holding the point so that no one can get to it. And everyone else would be standing onto the cafe and there's no way you can get to that cafe unnoticed. And what I used to do is like I put it in the cafe so that no one can get in. No one can get in there. So exactly like if you can hold down a point effectively, you can put it like really close and you can just hold that point. But this requires a lot of team play. And I'm not going to flame or anything, but having team play while playing solo is not really usually what happens in competitive game. So um, what I used to do as well, because you want to protect your teleporter and the way Symmetras usually do this is they put down the teleporter and they put down three turrets behind like with it that at the moment someone tries to destroy it, they get hit by the, the, by the sentry turrets and they cannot destroy it because they have to back off. So that's usually how people uh, defend it. What I did, because I was playing with a, a friend of mine, what I did was I would always put the teleporter behind him. I would tell him, hey, my teleporter is there. You're going to protect it. And then when it's once it got attacked, he could get to it and shoot the attacker. Or uh, he would just always be close to it. And that way, I would have a defensive point without using anything else. So if you can get your team to defend your uh, teleporter, that's... Uh, 100% worth it. That's why a lot of people are asking Blizzard to make the teleporter the shown through through walls so that everyone on the team knows, hey, there's the teleporter. You need to defend it. So, That's yeah. A good idea. It requires a lot of team play. You can tell your team, usually tell them. What I usually tell them is, hey, teleporter's there. If it's on a on a defensible location, I tell them, hey, teleporter's there. Make sure you keep an eye on it. And I tell them when the teleporter's attacked. Of course. Right. Yeah. I think it's also important to mention that, you know, if you can get your team, if you can get your team to fortify a teleporter, that's great. And that'll probably be really helpful. But at the same time, you can't just put the teleporter anywhere and be like, okay, guys, teleporters here. You need to no. protect it. Like the, the example that I, I gave for Temple of Anubis works pretty well specifically because the team is already there <laughs> the team is there already and if you kind of tell them like hey teleporters here just pay attention if you see somebody attacking it get to it but but you know i, I guess i'll just keep using temple of anubis at this point right but let's say you you're actually on point a let's say the enemy has pushed you off of the high ground and you're defending on point a itself if your teleporter is up the stairs let's say on the right side the back stairs on the right side if your teleporter is up there and you tell your team hey can you please make sure the teleporter doesn't get destroyed well that means they have to actually leave the point to get to the teleporter that's not going to work so 
yes, you want to try to get your teammate to work helping. Like, your relief is exactly right, especially solo queue. It's difficult to get people to work together. But if you can get them, if you can say, hey, it's right here, like, just don't ignore it that will put you into a better position than putting the teleporter somewhere sneaky and then expecting your team to protect exactly. it. I think the some teleporters, especially if you put them really far back, are just undefendable. And if you see it getting attacked, because you know when your teleporter is getting attacked, uh, it's usually a, a tracer and like no no one in the, in the Overwatch universe can catch a tracer right now. It's just, just so slippery. So I don't even bother calling out like, I just tell my team, hey, teleport is down. Like, it's killed. And, you know, that's, that's how it works. But, yeah, you need to get creative with it. Like, some teams actually use Symmetra really effectively and can use a teleport really well. But it requires a lot of team play. So, if you can play it, try it. But I would just say, for solo queue, if you're playing alone, if you're playing Symmetra by yourself, uh, place down your teleporter in a location just far enough that... No one can reach it, but close enough to the point where it's still usable. Just put down three tur- uh, three turrets uh, next to it, so that everyone who is trying to attack it will get blasted by it. And then just leave it and just hope that it does not get destroyed. All right. Well, let's go ahead and move into the shield generator. Now, the shield generator, like I said, very self-explanatory. It generates a shield for your team. It applies 75 shield to allies. So whatever health they have, they get 75 shield on top of that. The shield generator also has 50 health and 350 shield. It has a very large area of effect. It is 50 meters, and it does not have to be line of sight. So whenever, wherever you put it down, it has a 50-meter radius that it can reach all of your allies. It is very useful. Very long. <laughs> Fun tip, if you combine armor and the shield generator with Zenyatta, you have a almost 300 HP Zenyatta, which can be scary. So it's pretty awesome. 350. <laughs> 350, Thank, sorry. Thanks. I said 370. You're right. 350. Thanks, you Zenyatta. Yeah. Uh, 250. It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, so it's actually pretty awesome. Now, the shield generator doesn't have uses. It will stay up until it is destroyed. So it actually does come become kind of a high priority there for the yep. enemy team. But Leaf, what can you tell us about the shield generator? How should we be okay. using it? I think the balance, I was going to say balance, but like the distrib- distri- distribution of how, when you use teleporter and when you use shield gen is 80-20 in favor of teleporter. And that has nothing to do with shield gen beating bad or so anything. It's just Symmetra is mostly used as a defense hero. Even though they changed her to have a shield gen to have a more aggressive playstyle, you can play her on attack now and blah, blah, blah. Even then, her best, like best playstyle is on defense. And when you're defending, usually on like big points, like you want to teleport people. So that's usually still the, the way to go. If, if you're on first point... Uh, like let's say Temple of Anubis, if we're going to use that one as an example all the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> might as well. If you use it on first point, putting down a shield generator becomes more priority because a teleporter can still be useful even if you don't use the six uses. Like uh, if you teleport two people and it then gets destroyed, well, you still teleported two people and you're still in the fight, that kind of stuff. But a shield, trim becomes, a shield generator becomes like all or nothing. Because the moment you put down a shield generator, shield generator, if that gets destroyed, your whole tactic of like 
oh, we're going to have like 75 uh, extra shield. We're going to be unkillable because we have more HP than the enemy team, blah, blah. But if that gets destroyed, your whole shtick, your whole thing is gone. So it becomes more priority. And mm. uh, shield trend is mostly just an all or nothing thing. Uh, whereas teleporter, you can still get uses out of it if you use it 20% of it or like 40% of it, like if you only teleport a few people. So that's why shield gen is yes less used. I think my most used shield generator moments is on King of the Hill. I love King of the Hill, and because it's eh, because of the way the the King of the Hill works is a lot of fighting and that kind of stuff. You get a lot of benefit from that seventy five shield, and it's not really about point control. Like you don't need people to get back fast on the point because it's usually six v six fighting, and then one team wins. And then everyone dies, everyone respawns, and then the moment everyone respawns comes back, you're again 6v6 and you're going to fight again. So it's usually all a fighting, not a lot of point control. That's when shield generator is really good. And of course on attack, because unless you're doing some sneaky teleporter tactic, like I said with the whole sky one where you put him on the thing or when, you know, you can do some sneaky teleporter stuff on attack, but it's usually better to put down your shield gen in a location uh, and it just gives you a lot of attacking power by having more HP. But it's the it's the lesser of the two. Usually, you want to use teleporter uh, because it's just a, a better defensive tool. Uh, with the shield generator, the best uses I can give to you is that place it place it down further away because it has a large radius. So that one you can put further away, uh, but know the radius, know how far it can get without using, and make sure because it can, it goes through walls. So you can put it wherever you want. Make sure you put it like in the like the corneriest, like the most corner of corner you can think of, because it will still reach and like nobody will see it. So that kind of stuff. Uh, and like I said, uh, the best uses it is for heroes that have really high damage abilities. I think shield generator is usually used for widowmakers, because widowmakers do a lot of damage. They do a lot of damage. And that extra 75 shield is a lifesaver. So if you're against, let's say, McCree or Widowmaker or someone with a high damaging ability like Roadhog with his hook combo or Reaper with his shotguns, that's the moment where the 75 shield comes in clutch. So make sure you look out for those heroes. And if you're like, okay, we, they have all these heroes, maybe it's better to put down a shield gen instead of a teleporter but most of the time teleport is better all right that's, that's good to know I, I do know some people who put you know if, if they don't like their healing options on their for, on the first point they may put down the shield generator and say okay well i'll play the support role uh you know here and help with the with the shield oh. generator instead of putting down the teleporter on the first oh point. no but you, that's, you're right that's, it, that's actually the it, wrong way if you're if you're having less healing because Symmetra usually takes up a, uh, a support spot, so you have one support. You have one support compositions, so you have one support and then a Symmetra. Uh, but you also have like uh, some kind of uh, sometimes you have uh, compositions. We have two two healers and then a Symmetra. If you only have one healer, that healer is not going to be able to heal five people, right? Because it's just a lot of healing. People mm -hmm. are going to die. Blah, blah blah. If you know that she's not going to be able to heal. And you know a lot of people are going to die because of it. What is more beneficial? A teleporter, because people are going to die and you need to get them back. That's why in one support hero compositions, teleporter is always better. 
their dying rate, the, the rate of people dying is just a lot higher because you only have one, you're less heals. So that's why you uh, use teleporter in one heal compositions. In two heal compositions, so let's say you have Mercy, Senyata, uh, uh Symmetra, right? In two heals compositions, well, Ja, you can answer this one for me. Who is the most? Who are the most important heroes to protect in Overwatch? Oh, yeah, healers, of course. So, if you have two, if you have two <laughs> healers, you need to protect both of them. In that case, it's better to put down a shield generator. Give them seventy-five more HP. Make sure they are protected. Make sure they have a lot of extra uh, shielding so that they don't die. So, in two healer compositions, so let's say you have two healers and then a Symmetra, that's when shield generator becomes better because. Not many people are dying because you have two supports. You have a lot more healing. Uh, so me- people are dying less. So you have, don't have much need for a teleporter. But you do have need for more protection. Because you can give the shield to your healers. Mm. So that's... If you're using Symmetra with two healers, place down a shield gen. Putting Symmetra with one healer, place down a teleporter. Simply because more people are going to die. Good point. I mean, you just bring them back that much exactly. faster. So that's the, that's the only times that yeah. I see teleport and get like actual six uses out of it because people just die more gotcha okay and i guess that then that that does you also have to look at the map right because you know some maps like you mentioned volskaya having the teleporter on the second point of volskaya even though it's a technically speaking it's a short walk it may it still may be a, a great idea to have it so they can get to the point that much faster but then you have something like temple of anubis on the second point where the walkers are so short from spawn uh would you still recommend a teleporter for something like that or would you think shield generator be the way to go there mm, i would say 98 percent teleport uh shield generator sorry shield generator uh i think yeah. <laughs> the only time i would place down a teleporter is if the enemy team if i see the enemy team constantly going from the left side bro, to the constantly left side left side left side left side and they know, okay, so no one is going no one's going from the right side. If I place a teleporter there, even closer to the point, then we might be able to get my team back faster. But that's like one in a million you'll never get that. There's no way there's no there's right. no way an enemy team is going to use six people to go through one flank. There's always one pe- one person that goes through from another side and just starts noticing your teleporter. And Nine out of ten times, you already have your shield generator up, so you don't even have your ultimate to place down. Like your shield gen is already up, so try to use shield gen more, gotcha. especially on two CP maps. If you're still using Symmetra on the second point, shield gen all the way, you become gotcha. Okay, great. Yeah, so it's you know you wanna you definitely want to analyze like the map that you're on. You don't want to say, well, okay, well then this then that. You know, you definitely want to always take a look at the map and analyze the situation. Yeah. All right. Well. Let us get into the strengths and weaknesses of Symmetra, which I mean, obviously we've we've covered it to a degree already, but let's you know dig into it a little bit more. What, what would you say her strengths are? Strengths are really good point control. Like imagine King of the Hill, and you need to fight through six turrets, a shield generator. Like it's just a lot to get through, a lot to get through. So she's really good at pushing the enemies back, and. You're basically giving yourself a point uh, saying, hey, this is my line. You're not allowed to cross this line. And if you cross this line, you're going to have trouble with me. So mm-hmm. that's a, a big strength of her. Uh, I would say her, 
Hmm. <laughs> nah, that's pretty much it. Eh, I that's can, pretty much her strength, right? <laughs> well, the, th- the thing is, that's all she's used to. Like, I can say she has pretty good damage, but that's not what she's used for. I can say she has a really good shield, but that's not what she's used for. She's used for point control, making sure the enemy cannot bust through a certain line, and she's really good at stalling out certain times. Like, if I pick Symmetra, I pick her with the idea, okay, I'm going to win us an extra minute or an extra two minutes. We're not going to hold the point. That, that's not the way I pick her. If I pick Symmetra, I know, okay, I'm not going to hold the point, but I can stall for an extra two minutes. And if they don't pick Symmetra, we are going to win those two minutes, and those two minutes can win us the game. That's how mm-hmm. I look at it. But, but yeah, like I said, so I wouldn't say her strength is to just completely deny, but... It, it, it does hold the enemy back for a long time uh, with constant people reviving and that kind of stuff. So it's basically just really good stalling and that kind of stuff. I would say her, yeah, I would say her weaknesses would be uh, her, and people are going to make fun of me, her lack of damage. It takes a long time to charge up and there's not many moments that you actually get to charge. So I'd say lack of damage. A big weakness of her is that you need to and I said the same in my May video when I was Bob. The uh, big weakness is that you need to replace someone in your composition with Symmetra. So you're either going to have only one healer or one damage dealer or one tank in place of Symmetra. And that's usually not worth it, to be honest. You usually want that extra healing or that extra DPS or that extra tankiness because Symmetra can do none of it. She cannot heal, she cannot tank, and she cannot bolt. She can DPS to some degree, but... So, that's also a big weakness of her, her versatility in comms. She requires a very specific play style to play with, and not a lot of people want to play that. they just rather have a Mercy and get healing than play around turrets and teleporters and that kind of stuff. So I think those, uh, those are her biggest strengths and weaknesses. Okay. Let's move on to common mistakes. What do you what do you see commonly uh, that that your students are doing wrong, or I guess people in general are doing wrong? Like I said, the teleporter in the wrong direction, but that's usually a, a new kind of thing. That's one of those things that if you've never heard of it, then you wouldn't think about it. You just automatically always do it that way. But now that you think about it, it's like, huh, I never thought about that. So that's yeah. a, that's a, that's a mistake I see a lot of people do. Putting your turrets in one spot, that's actually the biggest one. Like you can get like you can get cheesy kills. Like I do it I do it in quick play when I'm playing with my friends. I'm like, hey, what's this? And I put all my turrets in one spot and we laugh when someone dies from it, but that's not a, a viable stat, uh, strat to use in like competitive play. It's a more of a mm-hmm. it's a more funny gimmicky kind of way to to play Symmetra. I would say using the the wrong uh, like wrong ultimate People using shield generators when they should use teleporters. People using teleporters when they should be using shield generators. If you kind of think of the way that I just did it, uh, where I say if you need a lot of people back on the point because the distance is so long or a lot of people are dying, that kind of stuff, use your teleporter. Uh, But if they have like Widowmakers or people that rely on heavy hitting damage, that 75 extra shield can save people. So that's when you use your shield generator. Uh, But that's a, a common mistake that I see. Mm. What else is she supposed to do? Oh, I'm playing her like a DPS. She's not a DPS. If you can, <laughs> if you can flank with a Symmetra, that is a mistake by the enemy team. That's not you being really good. It's just that the enemy team is not paying attention. 
But a Symmetra under no circumstances should be allowed to get so close that she's in a flanking position. Flanking is for Sombra because she can get invisible. Flanking is not for Symmetra. Even though some people, I, I have to admit, some people are really good at it. And even I myself have been the solid Symmetra, solid snake, uh, getting behind people <laughs> and being uh, really annoying that way. But if your playstyle only revolves around trying to get kills, trying to do a lot of damage, then you're not playing Symmetra correctly. She's all about point control, defense, denying enemies, and stalling out. That's the, the common playstyle. Gotcha. Yeah, so like that's a point that we've made across a couple of heroes that just because you can do it doesn't mean you should do it. Yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. Yeah. So, all right. Let's move right along to pro tips. Additional pro tips, if you have any. Uh, pff, additional pro tips. Uh, I think I'm just going to repeat the the, the ones that I said most and that, is, that are just really important for you if you want to learn symmetrics that get really good at dodging. Make sure you're unkillable in one of your ones. You're like a dodging, dancing machine. Uh, the ball one, where I said if you're going to attack an enemy, you're going for a kill. You're not going for basic damage, but going for kill. Make sure you use the ball first, charge it up completely. Then fire it against the enemy and then start using your left click instead of immediately starting to use your left click. Um, learn new spots. Like, I learn new spots every day. You know, if I see Symmetra, I try to focus on, hey, where is where's she going to put her, her teleporter? Where did she put it? Like, you, you learn new spots every day. So try, to, try to be innovative, learn new spots yourself, that kind of stuff. Uh, and yeah that's basically the pro tips okay well any final thoughts before we wrap up be this is more for people that hate symmetra be supportive of her she i know that she's not one of the most lovable characters in the game but she does have a lot of usage and she can be good in certain situations so if someone wants to play symmetra try to play around it you know try to not go against the grain uh, and try to not play with the Symmetra. Just make sure that as soon as the Symmetra is picked, like, okay, we're going to do Symmetra comp. Uh, this hero goes really well with Symmetra because I can go in, die, and then get teleported, blah, blah, blah. So try to try to work with her. Um, for the people that want to play Symmetra, uh, just a lot of practice, learning new spots and that kind of stuff. It's not like you're going to be amazing at Symmetra immediately. It's just... Learning the spots and that kind of stuff just takes a little bit of time. Uh, and yeah, just it's more a fun hero than actually competitive viable. I would say use it more for fun and that kind of way. And one final thought, and this is for all the aspiring Symmetra mains out there. Switch. Know when to switch. At some <laughs> there are points where you just know, okay, this is just not good for Symmetra. You'll find them out, but there's a reason she's used for mostly first point defenses. Uh, just know when to call it quits. Just know when Symmetra is not longer efficient. Just make sure you pick a more efficient hero that can do her that can do a better job. I have one thing to say, and that's because uh, it is the Symmetra video for your podcast. Uh, I quickly wanted to mention that yesterday, uh, unfortunately, uh, Dennis Hawelka, uh, other known, better known as Internet Hulk. Uh, sadly passed away. Uh, he was a great Symmetra player as well, and one of the 
biggest figures in Overwatch esports. And I quickly wanted to mention that he was a great guy. And I wanted to dedicate this Symmetra podcast to him. He's an almost awesome guy, and I hope he rests in peace. Yeah, well, that was a huge loss. That was a huge loss for the community. Um, yeah, and fortunately, this episode will be going out pretty fast. The other episodes we did, we would kind of record in advance, but this one is going to go out very fast, so you are 100% right. He, he was a major uh, player in the community, and it, will, it is a great loss. He will be missed. I just quickly wanted to mention that because... I was mind blown by his Symmetra and he's probably one of he's probably the reason I started playing Symmetra. So I, I just find it really fitting that I'm doing this Symmetra podcast and like I, I just needed to mention it really quickly. No, no, I got you. They're totally, totally worth it. So Okay. Well, thanks a lot for all that information on Symmetra. Obviously, I mean, I honestly didn't think this episode would go this long, but that was a lot of good information on Symmetra. You're right. She's, you know, she's more complex than a lot of people think. She's more about uh, about thinking than actual doing. You need to have a lot more than All right. So, okay, well, then we're going to go ahead and wrap up here. If you have any questions about what you just heard, please feel free to contact us. You can email us at contact at preparetoattack.com, and we'll either try to get your questions answered directly or if we get enough questions, we'll do a Q&A session. So, you know, definitely reach out there. But, you know, you can also reach us on Twitter at prepare to attack as well. Uh, you are a coach at Wawa's Bootcamp. Can you tell us a bit about Wawa's and how it works? Uh, Wawa's Bootcamp is uh, basically a coaching community uh, that was founded by the Mr. Wawa himself. Um, he, uh, I don't know how he started it because I came in a little bit later, but he basically built a community where Certain high ELO players that are Grandmaster and over teach and coach lower level players to get better at the game free of charge. Uh, It's completely free. The reason we as coaches do it is because we want to give back to the community and we just love giving advice and that kind of stuff. We love, like for me, giving coaching advice and then having a student come back two weeks later and saying they reached like diamond or platinum or certain rank just gives me so much like fulfillment and i absolutely love that so uh yeah that's that's basically what was boot camp uh if you knew if you never come join uh, if you've never uh like interacted with us come to the discord we're a lot of fun it's just a fun community as well that also focused on making sure that everyone knows what starts to get better at the game all right and you you can find them all is it, is it discord.gg or is it discord.me slash wawa's bootcamp is uh i don't know i just know discord well was bootcamp it's probably findable somewhere we have an, our own website that also has a link to our discord so it should be there i think it was is that, i believe it's Discord. yeah it's discord.gg slash wawa's bootcamp exactly and it'll it'll take you right there so i would definitely check that out and the accept players of any skill level yep from, from and, all the way to Grandmaster. Like we, we coaches among uh, among each other also ask for each other for help. So just everyone who wants wants to seek help. Yeah, you should definitely check it out. And that's also it goes for console too. They do uh, coach console players. Yeah, exactly. 
All right. And one of the big tools that Wawa's Bootcamp uses is mayhem.gg. Do you use what mayhem.gg in your coaching? Of course I use mayhem.gg. It's a it's a program that allows you to watch videos together with everyone who is interested and it allows you to draw on certain videos, make sure you can uh, like open up certain maps, you can explain a lot better. It's just a lot and a lot easier way to explain to your students how they should play things because you can have a visual explanation of how to how to do things. So that's a really good program. Yeah. All right, great. And uh, yeah, you could just go to mayhem. <clears throat> sorry, mayhem.gg and check out mayhem.gg. And I'm not sure if the feature has been implemented yet, but if it hasn't, I know in the near future you will be able to look at past coaching sessions from other players. So just looking over those would probably be really helpful for for some people. So yeah, definitely check out mayhem.gg. It's pretty awesome. Do you have any uh, social media you want to give out to the audience? Uh, I think the most important things are my Twitch, which is twitch.tv slash leafdrose. I don't stream that often, but when I stream, I just put on some music and just play the game. Uh, I'm pretty chat interactive, so I'm ready to answer all kinds of questions. To just ask me whatever, just comment on my video, comment on my gameplay, call me I'm trash, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and other than that, uh, I do occasionally upload uh, stuff to my YouTube. I think that's youtube.com slash leafros as well. Uh, so you can uh, check that out as well. But that's basically uh, basically it. And you can find me on Discord, of course, on Wawa's Bootcamp. You can, you can send me a friend request and we can talk. It's also uh, fine. All right. Awesome. And as for me and the rest of Mash Those Buttons, you can find us at uh, twitter.com slash Mash Those Buttons. But if you are interested in listening to Watchpoint Radio, that is the show that me and Blaze and Bob do every week. Uh, we record well, the releases on Wednesday mornings, but we do record a live session every tuesday night at 9 p.m eastern standard time at twitch.tv slash mash those buttons we record the show live you can find both me and blaze and bob there you can find the show on twitter at twitter.com slash watchpoint radio and you can find me on twitter at twitter.com slash underscore jaw underscore so that's uh, twitter.com slash underscore j-a-a underscore and uh, if you want to uh, help us out, if you enjoyed the show and you want to help support us, the best way to support us is actually to share the show with other people and anybody who you think it might help. You know, if you if you got some friends that are in bronze and silver and they're talking about not being able to get out, well, you know, give them the show and maybe they can measure their way out of bronze <laughs> and silver. So, and our goal, like, there's lots of great information on the episodes we've put out in this series, so uh, it, should, it should be helpful. And the best way to, another way to help us out is to give us a rating and review on your plot podcast platform of choice. Uh, ratings are great. Reviews are even better and we really thank everybody who has taken the time to go ahead and do that for us if you are reviewing on itunes if you mention the character that you want to see in the next batch uh, we will try our best to get that character in the next batch as long as it's uh, you know other people are also voting for it even though this is batch four we got one more batch left so you kind of Running out of characters to vote for. <laughs> this Moira, Moira, new character, Moira. Yeah, definitely, definitely mm -hmm. Moira coming on on the way. Not sure about Batch Five, but we'll see about that. 
Uh, finally, before we head out, I'd like to thank Have Luck Good Fun for allowing us to use his song Sounds Like Overwatch as the theme for the show. I highly suggest you check out Have Luck Good Fun where he has other videos where he takes music uh, sounds from games and turns them into music. It is quite awesome. Highly suggest you check that out. And with that, thank you very much for listening. Uh, thank you, Leaf Rose, for coming and talking to us about Symmetra. No and we will catch you on the next episode. Bye. See ya.